thanks, thanks. Well, it is an exciting time. We've got a lot going on. Um, you guys excited about moving to our new home? Because, you know, remember way back, uh, I guess like maybe January, you said, hey, man, be praying about that. That God would grow this, and we're, we're in it to win it. And so we're getting to see God uh, unfold his plan a little bit. And so, you know, and I want to say this, even though we're going to a, a new location, it's not all about a new location. And that's what I was thinking about as preparing this message is so much more because we know it's not about a building. It's about the opportunity that the building will bring for us. It's about an opportunity that now we're going to be able to do it every week. And that's something we've been praying about from the very beginning. So prior to, to, to this, I wanted to really make sure that we're hearing from God as we step out in this and see, you know, Lord, what is the direction? What is it that you want to show us? And in the midst of that, sometimes we can get a little rattled. Just like today, we can get a little rattled when things don't go right. When you plug something in, it's like, well, that's not working. Well, that worked Friday night. Why is it not working today? You know? Well, you know what? We just hold the course. We keep on that pathway, right? And so um, last week, we were off, and we had a little chance to, to kind of recuperate because guess what? Game on now, right? We're in it to win it. It's going to go. So when I was telling Tanya and Tim, they got to take a little vacation to a wonderful spot like that. They did a little camping. And I said, man, you know, I'm spending a little time with the Lord. And I'm just thinking that, you know, um, the Lord has just really gotten our steps. And also what's coming up is what? Holidays coming up, right? What happens? Things get a little tweaky, right, sometimes. Things get a little crazy, you know. You want to spend time with your family. But sometimes it's just a little time with your family. Because you get a little bit more with your family. Everybody knows it gets a little crazy sometimes. So how can we experience peace in the midst of those things? So what I felt like God was showing us, I want to walk through, and we're going to make like a little series of this. We're going to do some piggyback things to build some momentum on what God's been showing us. So today, the first part of our journey on the pathway to peace is going to be, it's called Focus on the Father. And so, you know, what happens is when we're working on a message and things going on, I really try to spend a lot of time with the Lord. And sometimes it's hard to find that time. Matter of fact, you won't find it. You have to make it. You have to delegate that time. Or it won't happen. So I'm telling you guys that. Uh, you probably already know that. Because if, if you don't do that, if you don't set the course on that, it's not going to happen. We've got to have a plan. We've got to have a plan. So this week as I was getting together with the Lord, and I was just like, man, I was up like Saturday. What is that? I guess it's Saturday morning last week. And I'm going, man, the Lord's going to show me something. Man, I've been praying. I know he's going to tell me something. I just know. And I'm thinking... If you want to tell me early so I can go to sleep, that'd be great. <laughs> but I was like, I didn't go to sleep much. And so I, I get up, and finally about 7.30, I tell Denise, I said, I got to go hang out with God. Not that he won't hang out with us at four, share a circle. But I just sometimes I need to get, get away sometimes, and I think all of us need that quiet time. So what I do, I grab my Bible, some pen and paper, and a bottle of Gatorade. I'm going into battle, right? I'm ready. So what I do, I take me a little ride. And I love, it's funny, for somebody who's scared of the water, I love to be around the water. I don't have to be on the water, but I like to look at the water, if that makes any sense. But so what I did, I grabbed my Bible and got my Gatorade, and I said, Lord, I'm not coming back until you tell me something, you know? So this is, this is, anybody ever seen that picture before? Anybody ever been there in Bacosan? What I did, I saddled up, I went to the wharf. And I went down there, and man, it was just so pretty. I was just staring out there, and I'm like, Lord, what, what, is, what is, you know, the steps that you have us to take? I don't need to know the whole plan. I just want to know a couple of steps so that I can lead effectively, Lord, that we are all in unity as we move forward in this new opportunity, right? And, and I was praying, and this is how God speaks to my heart, right? And I'm just, this is what I'm hearing in my heart. It's like, well, it's easy as one, two, three. <laughs> Thank you. 
That must be me talking, right? Because I'm thinking, no, it's not that easy. And the Lord led me to Psalm 123. Check this out. There's four verses in there, and we're going to take a look at the first two today. All right, I'm going to read that, and then we're going to kind of unpack it. It says, I lift my eyes to you, O God, enthroned in heaven. You know what, Mike? I'm sorry. You told me that I always block when you're looking at that. Hey, when we move, we're going to have it in the middle. So Mike doesn't have to do this all the time. I'm sorry. I thought about that. And I was like, over here, and Mike's going, what's he saying? Oh, man. So if you got your Bibles, Psalm 123. I, mean, I lift my eyes to you, O God, enthroned in heaven. We keep looking to the Lord, our God, for his mercy. Just as a servant keeps his eyes on their master, a slave girl watches her mistress for the slightest signal. And you say, well, man, what, what did you get out of that? Man, I got a lot out of that. Because you know what I did? I was listening and I was watching. So, you know, it's, it's a beautiful picture when things just settle down and we just kind of get away and kind of take a little time with God. And, and so if you got your handouts, I want you guys to grab that because the first thing we want to talk about is we see in here is our focus. The Lord said, you need to focus on me. See, not on the, the building, not on the hours, not on the cleanup day, not on anything else. I want you to focus on me first. I said, okay, I'm listening. So let's take a look at this. Got your paperwork, got some good notes for us here. Our focus is a start on the pathway to peace. If you don't know where you're going, it's hard to get a good start, isn't it? You know? And that's what I started thinking. Okay, this is good. God's going to break this down for me because I need a billboard and I need it slow. So first thing we're talking about is our focus. Where's our focus? It's going to be on Him. It sets the course and direction for all we do. You know, if, you gotta, if you're going to go uh, build a house, you've got to look at the plan. You've got to look at the financing. You've got to see what's going on. You've got to get a plan. You would never just go out there and say, well, I think, you know what? This, I think it's going to be a great place to build our home, sweetheart. And she's going to say, what's the plan? What's the focus? We wouldn't do that. We wouldn't go and start and record a CD if we didn't have all the pieces of the puzzle, right? Again, we, we see, we go, yeah, buddy, I understand that. But why do we, in our approach to growing our relationship with God, we just think, poof, it's going to happen, you know? Well, you know what? It's a relationship. How many know relationships take time? Everybody that's married ought to have their hand up in here. And if you're not married, you better get your hand up because I'm telling you the truth, all right? <laughs> it takes time, but it's well worth the investment, isn't it? All the guys say, yes, it is. Yeah, I'm helping you guys. I'm helping you. Our focus directs our actions. Now, you think about that. We can get off the path pretty easy sometimes, don't we? We can just get over here, and the next thing you know, we start looking like the world. We don't want to look like the world. We want to look like the Lord. That's why we call it focus on the Father, Right? And this is just kind of just giving you a little, little chewing here, and then we're going to jump right into it. Our focus directs our motives. What, what, why are we doing what we do? Sometimes, you know, when you're in a race or, or, or you're working hard and you want to finish this, why do I do what I do? You've got to have that settled in your heart, or you won't make it to the end. You just don't go starting that house and building a house, and I'm using that as just kind of a, a good object lesson. And say, well, you know, we might, we might build a two-story or we might put a laundry room on there. No. You want to be having your act together. You want to be looking at the plan. You want to be focused on that. All right? And we want to say, well, what motivates us is that because you're investing, right? So as we go and invest in the kingdom of God, right, every week, every Tuesday, it's going to take that buy-in. It's going to take that commitment. It's going to take it from everybody. You know, so, well, you, you're the pastor. You just go ahead and lead. It's a team thing, too. 
It's a teen thing, too. Because you know what got us to this part? The teen thing. You know what got us to this part? The prayer thing. The, the God thing. The giving. The prayer. The, the serving, right? And we're going to have an opportunity to serve this coming Saturday together, right? Here we go. Our focus impacts our outcome. Man, that sounds real simple. But it really does. It really does. Because if we go into this thing halfway, that's about what you're going to get. So I'm, I'm asking you to partner as a family as we move forward. This message was right on time the Lord's given me for this transition in our life. You know, if we don't focus on the Father, we don't respond like the Father. That's a good word right there. If we don't focus on the Father, we're not going to respond like Him. If our eyes and everything is on the world and on the, on the, on the, you know, the quick fix... That's what we're going to get, a quick fix. What happens with a quick fix? It usually doesn't last too long. That's why they call it a quick fix. All right? We need to focus on the end result. Pleasing God, serving God, living for God. Having an eternal focus. See, when we go into this uh, new season in, in our ministry family, it's a new season for us. The plan didn't change. We still want to see people come to Christ. We still want to love on one another. We still want to reach out and, and, and bring people into the kingdom by the power of the Holy Spirit. But you know what? we got to be committed. So this is the pep talk, gang. I'm talking to me first, too, because I'm thinking, you know what? Sometimes we're going to feel like, whew, I don't see much happening. Whew, man, you know what? And we can get, well, you know, I think those seats are, are more comfortable. Or this or that. Or, well, you know, the light over here. You know what? This is just another transition to what God's got for us. Because I'm believing as we grow and we go, I believe God's going to give us our own place. But you know what? We're going to have to roll up our sleeves to invest and get that, right? But you know what? We don't want to get ahead of God. We want to keep our eyes on the master, right? So take a look at this. Look at the outcome. You know what? When you're thinking about building that house, some things that some days when you're just out there digging that footer or putting that, that, that uh, brick up there, you've got to be thinking, I don't like this. Right? But you got to be thinking of the end result. you got to be thinking, but one day, that's where my baby boy's room is going to be. One day, that's going to be the kitchen. One day, that's where, you know, X, Y, Z. And fill in the blank. You see what I'm saying? The outcome. Because sometimes in the middle of that, you've got to see the big picture. you got to allow the Lord to write that in your heart so you can see it in your mind's eye. So you can run to the vision. Right? And that's what I'm trying to show us today. We want to hold that vision up of reaching people for Christ. Reaching people for Christ. It's not a, just a Sunday or someday. It's in everything we do. And when we get our heart aligned with the Word of God, that's what's going to happen. Our focus is crucial, right? So think about this. What is our focus? What's going on now? I put this. How do you know if you hit the mark if you don't know what or where the mark is? Think about it. You've got to know what the mark What's the target? That's my job to tell us this is the target. This is the vision. This is the vision. We're going to come together, right? We're going to meet. We're going to invite people. We're going to grow in the Word of God. And we're going to take what we learn here and go outside of the walls to share it. And we're going to bring them in too, right? And we're going to love them right where they're at. And we're going to encourage them. And we're going to be good students of the Bible. Guess what? If you're a student, you've got to study, right? You've got to invest again, right? Because it's crucial. I wrote this again here. Our mark is Jesus. He's our role model. That's who we're going to keep our eyes on. That's who we're going to focus on. Focus on the Father. It's crucial to focus on Christ. Amen. Everybody doing good so far, right? All right. This is a good word. I'm telling you. I'm telling you this is good. I ain't never had a bad one. The Lord gave me, have y'all? <laughs> Take a look at this. 
We're going to break this down a little bit and see. Oh, man, I had another one there. What does the psalmist say? I, got, I jumped the gun a little bit. This is where we're going to transition to the next slide. Our focus is crucial. And now we're going to go back to Psalm 123. We're going to break that down a little bit. What was the psalmist saying when he was looking at this? Right? I lift my eyes, right? You see all the underlying things? This is what I want to show us here. You know, you guys got your pencils. You can break this, break this out a little bit. This is really cool, I thought. Every time we look in this, there's two verses. How many times does focus kind of come into it? Right? I lift my eyes. He's focusing, right? And he lifts them up. He lifts them off his problem onto the Father. You see? As we walk this out, as we're looking at the vision, we take our eyes off of what we see here and look up to the Lord so that we got proper focus, <laughs> eternal focus, right? That we're looking at it through the eyes of God. He goes on. He says, we keep looking. That's another focus thing, right? Comes on down here, just as a servant keeps their eyes. Again, we're focusing again. And all the way down here, as the slave girl watches. See, we don't want to be watching. This is what I pray what's been going on as we're looking as this unfolds a little bit. We're, we're listening, we're looking. When we were looking for a place, it just didn't pop up. Looking for a place four months before this even come around. You know, we checked at the schools, we checked at different places. We've checked every place up and down on the highway out there. You know, so we didn't go, oh, well, we just thought we'd do that. We were watching and watching and watching. Now, here's the great thing about this. Not only we go, when we go to the women's club, we're going to have an opportunity to serve those ladies there. And they're going to see what we're all about. And we want them to say, hey, them people believe what they're saying. We want to be the role model of Christ in every situation. So you know what? Sometimes that means taking one for the team, doesn't it? Sometimes that means, wow, if they don't want the bushes this low, we'll cut them right here. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. We're going we're gonna to meet them where they're at. And you know what? God is going to work things out in a mighty way, okay? So take a look at this. In, in the first two verses, we see how many times we're focusing. Uh, that focus is the key. Every time eyes are mentioned, we see the Lord God is master. And as we move forward on this eternal journey, we must keep our focus on Christ. Here's something I, I wanna, uh, gave, the Lord gave me when I was writing this down last night. See, everybody's invited. But see, some just want to sit on the bus. We're not, at, we're not in the bus stop no more. We're on the road now. Okay? And see, that's part of the... I want to energize us. I want to encourage us. And I want to kind of go, come on, let's do it. Because this is, this is the deal. Because we're in it to win it. And you know what? It's going, to be, it's going to be a journey. And that's what it takes. Commitment. All right, guys? But this is what he says. Easy as one, two, three. The psalmist is looking at this. It's all about the focus. All right? So I said everybody's invited, but not everybody wants to ride on the bus. Some people just want to sit in the depot. Right? I want to encourage you with this message to get out of the mud and get in the flood with Jesus. Okay? Let's keep this thing rolling. All right? Now take a look at this. It comes on down, and it, and it has it for every. I said everybody's invited, right? So, ladies, if you think it's just for the guys, or guys, you just think it's for the girls, look at this. It says, hey, just as a servant keeps her eyes on the master, right? Here's for the ladies. As a, a slave girl watches her mistress for the slightest signal, got room for you too. Everybody's invited, right? I just saw that. I said, man, he covered it all in just two lines. So, it doesn't matter if you're young, old, male, female, there's a place. To be involved in God's work, all right? So everybody's invited. But you know what? Will we have a heart to serve? We need to ask God for a servant's heart, all right? We'll keep this thing rolling here. Everybody's doing good. Everybody's taking notes, right? Because you're going to go over this this week on your refrigerator and say, man, that was a great message. I need to plug in. 
Amen. Amen. I got to throw my voice right here. Man. When I, when I put that on the web, you're going to hear like one of those can things goes, yeah, yeah. Goodness gracious. Let's take a look at our position. I'm going to pick up speed here, guys, a little bit. When we're breaking down that, that psalm again, if you've got your Bibles open, you can look at it. And not only that, we have it on the handouts. Take a look at this. Our position. First, I want us to look at God's position. It says, oh, God enthroned in heaven. When we think about being enthroned, I looked that word up. It talks about authority. It talks about uh, majesty, okay? So take a look at this. There's something the Lord showed me when I was working. It's not about a location as much as about God's holiness, righteousness, and reverence to his position. So when I wrote that down, I didn't want you to think that God's way out here and he just checks in every now and then. No, what I see in, this, in, in our position in this, first, we understand our reverence for God. Y'all with me here? Our reverence for God because he's holy and he's righteous and a reverence to his position, right? Keep working with me. Here we go. Man, I am clicking slow. Our position, we are heirs to the kingdom. We got to understand that we have some buy-in, that we are a child of God here, right? And now early, he said, well, wait a minute. I thought we were servants. Work with me. Anybody got kids in here? Raise your hand. Do you got some work for them to do at your house? Amen. So they serve at the house, right? Oh, I'm going to preach to the kids too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's crazy. You think about it. When I know when I was a kid, I had some things to do. I had the greenest tennis shoes and buck row, baby. You know? And I was thinking about this last night. You know, we had that push mower and stuff. No, no riding lawnmower, right? No rear bagger. I was big bad buddy, the, the rear bagger of buck row. You know, that was it. And then you had to rake it too, right? You know? Yeah, my kids are going to rake it. Rake? There's no rear bagger and stuff like that. And see, again, when my dad had the setup, it wasn't do the front yard today, do the backyard next week. Do you realize what happens there? I didn't realize at the time because that was my fault too. I'd do a little bit here and I'd go to the beach and I'll do this a little later. He wanted to show me that, you know, it's not over until it's over. You need to finish a job, you know? And when you put the lawnmower back, you make sure that it's all swept off and everything like that. He was teaching me good work ethics, even though I was kind of going, pulling back on the bridle. Now I look at that and I go, now I know what he's talking about. Because we don't realize that we're in the grass. We cut the grass for an hour and a half. Then we go get cleaned up. Then we cut the grass next week an hour and a half. Now you've got to cut the front yard again. You see what happened? You see what's going on? That's why I want to make sure our focus is right as we move forward. Something that simple. You know? I even start thinking about when I was little. We didn't call it weed eating. We called it trimming. Because there was no such thing as a weed eating. You had the trimmers. Y'all had that? Man, that, that was not good. Yeah. Hey, that's, then, then you graduated, right? Y'all remember the Black & Decker Charger thing? It go like this, and you hit a big weed, and it go. And you can get just about enough charge on that thing to get around three bushes. And then my buddy, you know, they would all, they, I guess we could call them the Joneses. <laughs> they always one step ahead of everybody in the neighborhood. I see my buddy come out. We're going to the beach. I said, what happened to your legs? He said, no, I said, man, it looks like barbed wire on your legs. He says, yeah, my mom got a new weed eater. <laughs> he says, you probably should wear long pants with that. You know, he didn't know because all we had was this before. He got a, man, he's tearing down the town, man. Things so you know what, man, things do change. And But you know what I hope we can get from all that right there is that, you know what, our position is that of a, of a child of God. But as a child of God, that doesn't mean you just prop up and do nothing. As our children grow, guess what? They need to be pulling their weight. Right? And I didn't get it. Did y'all? I don't know. Some people got allowance. I didn't get allowance. 
I got, this is what you do because you live here. But I never wanted for anything because when it was time to go to the movies, I was like, can I go to movies? I was like, sure. And I think allowances are great too. But I heard this the other day too. See, there's a certain amount you do because you live here and you're on a team. And then the allowance is what you do over that. That's a good word, mom and dad. That's a good word. That's a good word in my house. I ain't giving no allowance. That's room and board. <laughs> oh, man, let me get back on track here. Woo. You guys having a good time so far? We have a responsibility and accountability. At your work, a lot of people don't want responsibility because you know why? It goes hand in hand. It's cousins is accountability. See, they don't want accountability. They want you to have accountability. And they want to get paid like they got responsibility. Come on. I I know that's a place for amen in there. But see, they don't want it for themselves. Many times, many people don't. Well, you know, if I was doing that, well, why don't you do that? Well, I ain't going to do that. You know, you're the boss. Well, if I'm the boss, then get in line. Let's go. Let's walk together. See, they want to drive from the back of the bus. Got to be careful with that. They don't get a good good sight of where they're going, but they can tell you how to drive, you know. And then when you get in the ditch, well, you was driving. Ah. Be careful, that'll preach by itself. We might have to do a series on that. <laughs> yes, indeed. Let's keep rolling with this thing. So this is what I want to say about our position here. I always like backing it up with some word. If you got your Bibles, you can underline this or come back and read it a little later. Ephesians 1.10, and it says, And this is the plan at the right time. He will bring everything together under the authority. Who has the authority? Of Christ. He passes that on to us because we're heirs to that, right? Everything in heaven and on earth. And furthermore, because we are united with Christ. We have received an inheritance from God. Guess what? There's responsibility with that and accountability with that. So as we move forward, guess what? We have those two things. We don't have to to be fearful of it. We need to respect it and move in that. Now, I was writing this down. I thought, man, this is a good word here. Check this out. Our position gives us the vantage point. Did y'all ever see that movie? Don't worry about it. It's good, though. Vantage point. Yeah, it's pretty because every time that guy turned around, he was just like right, right there. You know? God gives us the vantage point to see the hand of God at work and the authority to join in. I'm going to say it again if you want to write that in your notes. That, that's a good one to have. Our position gives us the vantage point to see the hand of God at work and the authority to join in. See, we are in the family of God, we have an inheritance, we have a responsibility, we have accountability, right? To go, to give, to serve, right? To forgive. Man, sometimes that's hard, isn't it? You know, especially if it's our toe that got mashed. But I'm just pulling in a few things right there, guys. But we have a great vantage point. You know, just like when I was sitting down there uh, looking at the wharf, it was a beautiful, man, I had a great view. But you know what? Don't get hung up with the view because there's a lot of things going on right in the midst of that. I'm going to talk to that real quick. Check this out. At KTP, we want to be watching for the slightest signal. Remember the last part of that verse that we're working out of? The slightest signal. Here we go. There should be a desire to respond. If God's called you here, there should be a desire to respond on the behalf of what God's calling us to do. Right? That's not saying you gotta you gotta do every single thing or be every every place every time we're doing something, but find a thing that God's gifted you in and then run with it. Run with it. And it might look totally different than anybody else's. But that does not mean it's any less. You know what I'm saying? doesn't mean any, it, what you're doing, God's called you to do, is any less. If you're playing football, play for Jesus. You know what? 
If, if, if you're twirling your baton, twirl it for Jesus. Don't matter. I'm waiting for them to have a buffet-busting contest for Jesus. I, like, <laughs> I ain't going to go there. Oh, me. Yeah, I, I think we can do that, too. Okay, check this out. There's a sharp focus on the one she serves. Now, we're going back to looking at the, the, the handmaiden there, watching her servant, right? Or, or where, what do they call it exactly? I want to make sure I'm using the same words. Where do we have it? As mistress, right. She's watching. She's waiting for that. Boom, just like that. You ever seen a good waitress? You don't have to go jingle, jingle on the ice. She's, she's looking at that. What's going on? Okay, see, I'll be right there. Or how many know if you go to sit down at a place at a restaurant or something like that, and they just say, how you doing? We're running behind a little bit. But you know what? Y'all come in. Can I get you a drink? Be right with you. And you can work with that. If you just come in and they just, uh, you know, all this grunting and pointing and stuff, you're going, man, I don't even feel like I belong. So as we serve, we want to make sure that people feel like they belong. Amen. So we can do that. We can do that. Cutting on through. Are you watching for the slightest signal of God in your life? Now, I'm going to tell you a quick story, if there's such thing in a Chapman's life. It most commonly comes in the most natural way. Two things. I'm going to jump on this real quick, watching time. While I was there last week, and I was spending time with God, God in the midst of, of, of looking at the war, and the God, God speaking to me and allowing me to etch this thing out. I said, man, I need to be watching what God's doing. The slightest thing that he's doing, I want to be involved. I want to see what's going on. And I see a car pull up over the side of my eyes. I go, yeah, I wonder what they're doing. And I see an older gentleman get out of this car, and he's walking around. And the woman stays in the car, and I'm still, I'm hearing from God. It'd been very easy for me to go, yeah, okay, keep on doing my thing. And I saw this man walking. I said, man, he looks like he lost something. So I'm looking in my rear view. He comes around. I was like, he looks like he's lost. And I look up and I said, this man has something going in his life. I just shut it down. Rolled the window down. Just made myself available. And the guy came up. I go, hey, how you doing? He said, I've had better days. And I got to talk to the man. I said, it's beautiful out here. And he says, it sure is. I said, man, a good day if a guy had a boat. And he looked at me and he told me this. He said, you know what, son? Mm, powerful. See, if you just slow down and take time with people, you'd be amazed what they'll teach you. Right? He said, you know what? I never wanted a big boat. Never wanted a big house. He says, I'm a real simple guy. He says, I just want my family healthy and I can take care of them. And his wife was going through a tough time but I was listening. And so I was able to take what God was showing me there and pour into the man's life right there on the spot. See, it's going to most commonly happen in the natural way. I didn't run out in the road and go, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. I do that sometimes too. <laughs> I do, I'm just being honest. But he was, he was already there. See, this was, I think this was like the first nudge. Are you, are you listening to me, buddy? Are you listening? I want you to watch the slightest thing. Look at my rear view. He's back there. Look over here. He's right there. And he's talking about things of God. I was able to talk to that guy. I was able to invite him in church. I pray that he'll come sometime. I was able to pray with that man. And I was able to go pray with his wife. And you know what? For whatever it's worth, I got to see the hand of God move. We want to see everything right then. But guess what? We don't always see it right then. But I know this, that God was working that message through my life. And I was able to pour it into their life. And I can tell you what one left. Guess what? I got me a real big hug. 
And that was all right. And they got to hear about Jesus, right? Story number one. That's really cool. In the midst of everyday life. So I'm still thinking this. See, man, I'm living this thing all week before I share it with you guys. I'm pouring it through my life. And I'm going, I go take care of my mom. I go down and get her a chicken down there at uh, Food Line. And I'm coming back down the street. And I look over and I see this young girl pushing this car out of the driveway. And I see the husband holding on to the side of it. And I see two little kids. And I go, this does not look safe. This is not good. I probably need to help them all. I'm like two houses down. I'm just going, what is going on? And finally the Lord's like, yeah, you might want to help them. So I go back over there. And I go, hey, man, do you need some help? And the guy goes, I said, I'll take that as a yes. And he was puffing and blowing. And so he says, man, uh, I'm having trouble with my car. I just needed to push it back here so they could come and get it and see what's what. You know, I love getting people involved in stuff, right? So I was in the, in the neighborhood, right? These guys coming down with the pants on the ground. I said, like, yo, and they said, hey. I said, come on over here, man. Four guys and one girl. They go, what's up? I say, man, you got to look pretty strong. Yeah? I said, uh, how about leaning on that bump and help me help push this guy's car back? All right, no problem. Well, you know what happened? They are trying to outdo each other. So I got the big guy with grease all the way down to his armpit. And me and the guys are pushing the car. And he's going like this. I'm going to get the car, get the car, get the car. Because I think we're going to run the guy over. He gets in the car. We push him so far and so fast. We go a house by where he wants to go. He goes, man, I... I could you push me back? I was like, yeah, no problem. So push him back. So I'm thinking about this message the whole time. They're getting ready to walk off. It ain't going to happen. I got an audience now. I got a guy with grease and he's out of breath. He can't leave. Right? And I got the other one. Their pants are so far down. They can't run either. Right? So I'm like, I got him. Boy, I got him right now. I say, hey, y'all got time for a story? Yeah, I got time for a story. Guess what I do? Y'all know what I do. I get that dollar out. And I start telling them about Jesus. And I'm ripping that dollar and telling us about how sin separates us from God and everything. They're going, true that. True that. They are on board, man. Because when you got the money out there, they're like, man, they're thinking, man, that guy must be loaded. He's ripping dollars. <laughs> on the head, too. <laughs> that was it. But I was using it, boy, for the kingdom. So we ripped that dollar up. And guess what? On the back of a broke escort, five people give their life to the Lord. Now, when I first started talking about it, Mr. Greasy Arm, he said, well, I appreciate the help and everything, but I'm not real religious. I said, well, that's all right, me either. I'm talking about Jesus. Jump in. So he said, well, I'm listening. He's over here like this. See, not everybody will jump in. But guess what he's doing? He's like, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Man, but, but the Lord had a hold of him. I said, okay. So pray with those folks. I had a couple of, of the devotion book gave them everything. Cool. I'm like, man, this is awesome. I'm still thinking, man, that chicken's getting cold, but that's all right. Mom, going to heat it up. It's all right. It's a kingdom thing. So I get in the car, right? And it's kind of like that commercial, but yes, there's more. The guy with the greasy arm goes, Sir, sir. Roll one again. He said, Could you tell my wife and our roommate what you just told them? I said, hey, no problem. Put it back up. Go and talk to the guy's wife and his roommate. And they give their life to the Lord. Seven people get saved with a broken down car in Buckrow. Give the Lord a hand clap, man. I'm telling you what. Now, even that guy, you know what? The guy, he was still on the edge. He followed me back to the car. And I just tell him, I say, look, man, if you're looking for Jesus, you'll find him. And I got to talk to him. I didn't put him in the headlock. I didn't give him the hard, hard pitch or anything. But he knew something was going on because everybody's up. Life was changing. He's like, how come mine ain't changing? Because he had hardened his heart to the things. 
because it was looking at religion instead of relationship. Amen. So I want to tell you this week, right, while you're going through stuff, while you're at your job, as you're at home, or, or maybe dumping your trash, it might be somebody out there that needs to hear about Jesus. Amen. All right. I'm going to get back on schedule here, but I have to share that. Will you recognize it? It'd been easy to go right by there. I had about nine million more things to do that day. Thank the Lord that, that I heard the Holy Spirit say, why don't you help them out? See, it's not always about my schedule. It's about God working that, allowing God to work through you, right? Check this out. Will you act, actively respond? See, you can see that and say, well, I'm just going to pray for them. And that's nothing wrong with that, right? But if the Lord tells you to stop, stop. Make sure it's safe. Listen to the Lord. He's not going to, uh, you know, lead you down the wrong path. But I'm going to tell you what. Check this out. I wrote this as I was thinking about this last night. We need to see the hand of God move through the people of God. We need to see the hand of God move through the people of God. Who's the people of God? That's us. All right? How do we do that? We can invite. We can pray. We can give. We can go. All these areas. Because it takes it. It takes it to do it, right? We need to make today count. You going to make today count? Think about when we leave here and we go get something to eat. You know what? That waitress might need to hear a word from the Lord. Hey, hey, come on. I love it. I love it. Hey, just in time. Yeah, yeah. No, y'all on time. You ain't late. You on time, baby. That's good. That's good. I love it. Good deal. I got one for you right here. Write this down if you get a chance. Don't miss today's blessing by looking back at yesterday's mistakes. Huh? Can't plow backwards. That's the definition of can't plow backwards, all right? I'm telling you right there. Don't miss today's blessing by looking back at yesterday's mistake. See, what will happen is you'll get so wrapped around the wheel that you won't see the blessing coming. We'll get so wrapped around the broken speaker wire over here that we can't even sing. So I have to keep telling myself, don't look back. Keep jamming. Look at David. He's in time. Okay, I'm going to follow David. David's not in time now. All right, I got to find somebody else. Let's get them in time, you know? I appreciate it, David. You had about three beats, right? <laughs> I love that guy. He's, he's my fall guy. Oh, my goodness. So the next thing on our sheet, man, and we're going to get ready to bring this thing home in just a minute, is active faith. You know, we're just talking about that. So when we allow God to work through our life and make a difference for the kingdom, we want to impact people's lives for the good. We want to impact people's lives for the kingdom of God. How do we do that? Through our relationship with Christ. And then we share it with others. That's how it works, right? We just let him go right on through, and he does the work. It's not about what we can do or what we can accomplish. It's about being submissive to what God's doing in your life. Amen? Take a look at this. Faith is produced for a purpose. Wow, what purpose might that be? Let's take a look. A purpose for abundant life in Him. You see the connection? Focusing on the Father. In Him, right? In Him. What else? A purpose for freedom. Now think about this. Last week, I had a good time. I had, a, uh, had lunch with my pastor buddy, Pastor Freddie from Freedom Life. And he's a certified church planner. He's a good buddy of mine. He's playing some church and we're talking about all these things. And in I thought something was really amazing because I wanted a call to commitment on what we're going to do. He says, you know what the statistics show? He said, it's easier to start a restaurant than it is for a church to keep going. I said, really? He said, yeah. He says, there's no commitment a lot of times, right? And what you'll find is people, everybody say, I'm in. And then when it gets tough, they go, I'm out, you know? And so we want to be careful when we, when we say we're in, that we're going to stay for the long haul, right? And it's not always going to be pretty. 
But you know what? If we keep our focus on the outcome, right? Eternal perspective, letting God lead, guide, and direct us, you're going to see it's going to turn around, right? There's freedom in that. A purpose to overcome. Sometimes just like today, perfect example. So many things can just, you know, trip us up. But I want to tell you, if we got to focus on the Father, right? He will lead God and direct us. Does that mean everything's going to be easy? No. Does that mean you're going to have to remind me sometimes? Yes. I hope you do. Y'all going to remind me, ain't you? All right, Miles, I appreciate you been saying you would. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You know we have fun up in here, don't you? Everybody on tape going, what are they doing out there? So you should have come. You missed it. Take a look at this. A purpose to equip. We have an opportunity to be equipped for the, to be a warrior for the Lord, right? Amazing things that God will do through us, in us. Usually he's doing it in us while he's doing it through us, right? Because God's working this thing right here. And there's a lot of work. I got a mirror at my house. There's a lot of work to be done. But you know what? When we look into the mirror of God's word, the truth of God's word, right? Guess what happened? We start aligning our life with that. We say, well, you know what? I, I'm going to choose better, Lord, because you have given me the mind of Christ. And if you choose bad yesterday, choose better today. And say, Lord, forgive me for missing it. And jump back on there and put our mark and our gaze on the Father, right? Focus on the Lord. Amen? So we want to equip one another. We get equipped each Sunday, right? Now it's going to be every Sunday, right? Every Tuesday. And let me tell you, equip your children. Equip your children, right? Each day, do a devotion. Do something like that. Raise them up in the Word. Amen? Mm-hmm. All right. I thought I had a click there. Yes, I did. We have a purpose to serve. And all this is just building momentum, guys, on what I'm talking about. You know what? You say, man, this pathway to peace. You know what? If we are in the will of God, guess what? We're going to have peace because he's lead God and directed. It's his deal. If we're going to be obedient, he says, do this and we do this. Guess what? I think God's big enough to make it happen. You know? And see, a lot of times when my partner reminds me, God's got big hands. See, sometimes we want to say, oh, God, just, well, he's only got a little hand. No, he wants to be involved in every part of your life. And we think sometimes we just want to say, well, I'll just cut him in on the big deal. No. He said, I love you so much. I want to know everything. How about with your kids? When they come over, your kids are older, you want to know everything. Right? You want to know what's going on. And then they tell you, and you go, I don't, know, I don't need to know that. Right? <laughs> I'm good, you know? And then you tell your wife, you need to talk to her. You need to talk to him, you know? Whatever the case may be, but you know what? You love them so much that you want to invest in them and you want to spend time with them and you want to get the good word of the Lord in them. Amen? Purpose to give, all right? It takes it to do what we're going to do, all right? It's going to take it because we're going to rent to pay, all right? Every time you think of give, people always think of money. That's one area. not backing off that, but check it out. Give her your time, right? Give her your inviting people. Prayer, maybe give of your ear. You know what? Because I'm going to tell you what, there's a lot of folks in here probably don't want to talk to me. They might want to talk to you. On the way out to the car, they might say, oh, how you doing? You know, wouldn't it be neat if you knew everybody's name in here? You know, mostly all related, so it's half you half done, right? <laughs> yeah, it ain't that hard, yeah. And you can just get one big Christmas card now. <laughs> hey, y'all go out to bring the church. I love y'all. There you go. Even save you 39 cents. What a discount. God is in the multiplication business, isn't he? Man. 
Miss Tanya buys the stamps. I'm sorry. <laughs> she does all the ministry mailing. I don't know. All right, take a look at this. I'm going to give you some word to chew on with this. Check this out. We're talking about active faith, right? James 2.17 says, In the same way, faith by itself, if it does not prove itself with actions, is dead. One of my buddies used to come here. It's Jam. You know what he used to say? Is he going to do a guitar solo tonight? I said, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. He said, hey, don't talk me to death. Show me something, right? So you know what? We, you know what? We should see that God is moving in our life. It's not about works, right? Our salvation is secured by grace through faith in him. But because of that transformation in our life, right? Because God's done so much for you, don't you want to do something for him? He's called you to do it. He's given you the authority to do it. He's given you responsibility to do it. Let's roll up our sleeves of faith. Here we go. Getting ready to bring it home right here, guys. So you know what? We looked at that today, and we've cut through a couple of just uh, two out of the four verses out of Psalm 123. And I want you guys to think about this. We need to be continuing watching for the hand of the master as he orchestrates the step. We need to be diligent about our commitment to Christ. I didn't say perfect. I didn't say perfect. Christ is perfect. He's our mark. That's what we're looking to. That's who we're looking to, right? But you know what? In the midst of that, God's going to do a work in your life, in my life, and we're going to see some amazing things. Have you seen anything yet? Amen. You know why? Because we stand together. You know why? Because there's unity. Because you know why? We're seeking after the hand of the master. And so I pray today, as you look at this today, bring it to a point of decision. Bring it to a point of understanding, like we said. Is this. What has God signaled to you today? See, we want to make that practical application right here, right now. What has God signaled to you today through the message? Is it this? Is it that, you know what? I need to live and give my life to Christ today. You know what, buddy? I've never put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the first thing, right? And you know what? Today's your day. And it's this simple. That doesn't mean it's cheap. It costs God everything. It costs God giving up his perfect son to pay the sin debt for the world. You know what? But you got to receive it by faith. I can write you a check. It doesn't do you any good unless you cash it. You can hear the message today. It doesn't do you any good unless you receive it by faith. And so you know what? That makes sense to me. Lord, take me right where I am. Forgive me of my sin. I believe today, Lord, that you're the son of God. And you take away the sin of the world. Come into my life and forgive me. If that's your prayer today, I want to say pray it right from your heart. All right? And you know what else? I want you to understand this. That you know what? If we've drifted away, jump back in. Because thou, God, is that good. He says, you know what? You can, you can have a U-turn in my life. Right? And bring you right on back. But look at all these signals here. You know, sometimes we feel like it's a dead end. Feel like that today? I don't know. You know what? It might well. It's one way. You know what? It is one way. There's one way to, to, to God. There's one way to heaven, and his name is Jesus Christ. John 14, 6, we say it every week. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Aren't you glad there's only one way? Can't mess it up. We just gotta receive it. I look up here too. Sometimes, man, my life feels like this. Y'all ever feel like this? All over the road. All over the road sometimes. Man, but you know what? God will straighten out those areas in your life. Just give it to him. Whatever it is, he loves you enough to make a difference, all right? So I'm going to ask you while Ms. Tanya's playing, I'm just going to close this thing out here. What is the signal that God has for you today? What is it that God wants to transform in your life? How does he want you to focus? We said in the very beginning, focus on the Father. What is our position? Understand that we have a position in Christ when we give our life to the Lord, that we are a child of God, right? 
And not only that, we look for the slightest signal. That's my challenge this week, starting today, when you leave this place, to see and watch where God is leading you, to see what God is doing around you. And then I want to see some active faith, right? That's what the heart of God wants to see us, to activate our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to pray for us as we close this out. And um, I want you guys to just kind of think about that. Father, I thank you for today and each one here. And Lord, I pray that just uh, through the time that we get together, Lord, that you take this message and make it so much more. And Father, I just thank you that you are transforming lives, saving souls, healing bodies, Lord, and raising up finances and areas of people's lives because that's what you do. You have a good plan for our life. And Father, I hope that we understand that sometimes it doesn't always come in the, in the bundle that we think. That it comes... Uh, in a lot of different ways. And I pray as we leave here today, Father, that we uh, take a chance and be willing to serve. Is it really a chance? I don't know. I think it's just reducing what we are and letting God be who He is in our life. So like I said, if you're here today and you've never given your life to Christ and that's a prayer, I want to pray with you. Just look up here. We can pray that prayer. Father, I thank you. Today is the day of salvation. And in our hearts, Lord, we just say, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, is my day. Thank you, Lord, that you are the Son of God that poured out his blood for me and rose again. If that's your prayer today, I pray that you share that with somebody so that we can rejoice in that. If you're here today and you feel like, man, you know, there's so much going on. I need to find that pathway to peace. And there's additional prayer that you might want. Hey, grab one of us. We'd be glad to pray with you. In the back, we have a place where you can put your prayer request in back there. And if you're here today... You say, you know what, there's a signal that God's given me today, and I'm going to be activating my faith in that area. I pray for that person here today. Father, that we can be all we can be for you, because you are worthy. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap for what he's doing, all right?